Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren. This is Joshua P. Warren Daily, and finally we have Nick Weird, host of the Creepy Vegas Ghost and UFO show, back into a range where he can tell us what the heck has been happening today. Uh, Nick, I know you're still in the desert. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yep, the signal's coming through all right for right now, so I'd like to tell you what I can. Okay, so let's start with how this day began. And and one of the nice things about this show, as you know, is that it's pure, it's not corporate, it's independent. So you are the man in the field. When you and Christina were driving in to the area around Rachel, Nevada this morning, what was it like? It was dead quiet. The night was dark at first, and then to see the sunrise slowly spread across the desert was amazing. We made our way up to where the uh, black mailbox is, and we began our trek up to the black gate. And uh, that was one of the oddest experiences we had while we were out here. Um, it was sudden. Uh, halfway through the route to the black gate, there was a, a sudden feeling of impending doom, of dread, and yet we had to push on. Were there any roadblocks or checkpoints or anything like that? There was indeed. Uh, we got up uh, pretty far, uh, nearly to the Black Gate, and then uh, we were stopped by the police, who were kind enough to inform us that we could park our car and walk all the way up to the gate, but uh, the second we crossed the gate, we would be the military's problem and not theirs. Okay, so, so, so this, is, this is probably then, I would imagine, the Lincoln County Sheriff's Department. Is, I mean, does that sound about right? Uh, I know I saw a lot of Ranger vehicles out there. Uh, I mm -hmm. do know some of the Lincoln was out there. I don't know uh, who yeah. specifically I was speaking to at that moment in time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I can see why, because there are a lot of people involved at the, <laughs> the, the, the sure federal, are. the state, the county, the city. Like, there are a lot of people involved in this. Okay, so now I, I'm really interested in, in the demeanor that the authorities had, because uh, as we talked about, this was potentially a public relations nightmare. So uh, how would you describe the demeanor of the authorities as you pulled in there in, in the wee hours of the morning? I would say immensely cordial and uh, absolutely welcoming. They were uh, bright. They were happy to see us. Um, as a matter of fact, it seemed to me like they were really enjoying the opportunity to communicate with a lot of the folks that were coming out because the crowd that I saw today were some of the kindest, most generous, and uh, most wonderful people I think I've ever had the opportunity to spend time around. Okay, so now that we have an idea of how you rolled into town, um, uh, let me just give you, you know, give you the floor, my friend. Tell me about your day. What happened? All right. Well, uh, we got in very, very early. Uh, we arrived at the black mailbox. We took a look around there for a little while, uh, spoke to a couple of folks that were milling around, and headed up to the Black Gate, where we had to take a hike, and uh, we observed the Black Gate. It was fascinating. It's uh, not something that uh, I, I think I would have ever expected it to be. Um, it's rather unassuming. There's barbed wire all around it. There's a bright yellow gate except the gate itself. And all around, on the ridges around you, you can look and see uh, various devices all tuned in and listening and watching to you. It's a intense feeling. It's, it's very uh, heavy 
in that direction, if you understand that. We uh, left out of there and headed back down to Rachel itself, where we found uh, probably about 700 people all uh, camping out in various uh, various cars, uh, tents, and that type of thing. It was quiet there at first. Everybody was lining up outside of the little alien to uh, get themselves a cup of coffee and some pancakes. But everyone to speak to along the way was uh, immensely polite, and uh, everybody seemed to have an attitude of we help each other, we take care of each other, because we're all here and we're all a little bit crazy. Okay, now uh, you were there. You were there for a long time. I mean, what are some of the highlights of your day? What stands out for you about today? Oh, that's a that's a hard choice. There were some really amazing people that I met out there. Uh, One of the men I spoke to happened to be a former worker at the uh, at the Area 51 test site. He was an engineer, and he shared some amazing stories with us, which I can't wait for the listeners to be able to hear. there was also uh, several vendors out there all doing their own uh, kind of thing. One of them was uh, spray painting shirts for us. We did a little interview with him that was uh, quite a lot of fun. And there was a guy handing out free tinfoil hats. He had tons <laughs> and tons of tinfoil for everyone. I think those uh, – oh, and we got an opportunity to speak with uh, one of the heads of the bands that are there at uh, – the Rachel show. So that was amazing. I can't wait for you to hear from him as well. Okay. So last night we, we were talking about the idea of sort of capturing the, the spirit of this. And, and I know that obviously there, you have a lot of video footage and audio recordings that, that we're going to go through and all that. But, uh, but overall, I mean, w- was, was there anything about this experience today that felt uh, felt bad, or, or, or did everybody seem to be in a good mood, including what you've said about the government? I would say that the mood was absolutely brilliant out there. Everybody was having a great time. I, I really didn't see anybody really genuinely having a bad time. I even talked to some of the people who uh, approached the gate on uh, previous days, and uh, had some encounters with the cops. Uh, they said that there were some people that were tackled, and there were some people that were uh, detained for a short period of time, but that a lot of them were let go shortly thereafter. So they were being very um, understanding of uh, how exciting some of these things can be for the people out there. Okay, so you had a long day, and, and I, you know, I'm exhausted, so I know you're exhausted. What did you learn today, Nick? Well, I learned that uh, the the uh, paranormal community that uh, showed up to Rachel is some of the finest people that I think you could meet anywhere. Uh, the generosity between these slightly crazy people was uh, more than I had expected and far more than I had anticipated. Um, it really was an eye-opening experience to head down to the Black Gate and, and see this location that for years and years was uh, hidden and shrouded behind mystery uh, to the point where they wouldn't even acknowledge that it existed. And and then to stand there on a historical day, no less, it was was really an experience that I don't think I'll be able to match anytime soon. 
Well, you know, I've been saying uh, since this whole project be- began, and, and, you know, you and I are, are, have no involvement in the inception of this project, but I've been saying at least this is sort of helping to legitimize discussing the topic of aliens and UFOs and helping people become more comfortable, uh, you know, getting in there, uh, get, getting out of their, their shells or whatever and, and talking about things. So uh, I know once we process all the, the data that you got today, uh, we'll be able to break this down more specifically. But right off the bat, I mean, uh, did, did you hear a story today that really stands out in your mind that you could just give us some, some information about? Yeah, let me think about that. Uh, there, there were some very interesting stories. The, the man who was telling me about uh, his work up at uh, Area 51 was very, very fascinating. But uh, I, I think the stories that stood out the most was I, I spoke to a man who did cryptozoology and a few other things, archaeology and uh, some other things that I don't recall off the top of my head. But he told me about a story uh, that happened not far from the area out here in Rachel. He believed that he may have experienced something with a skinwalker out here. I know mm-hmm. it's not uh, UFO-related exactly, but that was one of the most fascinating stories I heard. Um, the engineer discussed how uh, how they would go about uh, creating some of the stories that uh, you would hear about the various activities in Area 51 and uh, the, the types of... Uh, events that uh, they experienced it was very fascinating now what do you what do you mean creating the stories what what do you mean by that so uh he told me that a lot of the uh things that we hear about from area 51 are, are a lot more um rumors a lot more falsities a lot more uh, uh shroud you know so the smoke and mirrors tactic they did is uh from how he described it the engineers would go down uh, to the local bars, uh, and they'd be drinking with the people. They'd tell them, you know, well, I'm an engineer over at Area 51, and they'd start discussing more and more outlandish stories, and it, it turned into somewhat of a contest between all of them to see <laughs> who could come up with the best and most tremendous lies. Okay, now I need a job at Area 51. <laughs> that sounds like a great, a great day at work. So you're saying you actually talked to a guy who claims – that uh, this is a strategy that some of these government employees are going out there and, con- and and contriving stories to mislead the public. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. The man who I spoke to uh, claimed to be a former member of the Area 51 staff, and he uh, he was very adamant about, yes, we did misinform people, and, and a lot of the things that you saw. He even claimed that they would paint uh, with, with glowing... Uh, uh, UV glowing paint on the bottom of some of these crafts and send them out and uh, flash UV strobes across them to uh, try to disrupt people a bit. And, and did, he, did he tell you specifically what the reasoning was? Was it just to create sheer chaos or was, it, was there a, an agenda behind the agenda, in other words, to make people believe a certain thing? Interestingly, uh, when I tried to push him a little bit about this, he didn't uh, really want to respond too much about it. Uh, what I gathered and what, what, I, what I would believe from what he said is that uh, 
it was really a goal of uh, going out of their way to mess with people who were looking for UFOs. Uh, from how he was describing it, that was specifically what he was looking to do uh, with painting the uh, images on the bottom of these planes. And so did anybody say anything to you today, or did you see anything today that led you to believe we have more evidence than we had yesterday for the existence of extraterrestrial life? Well, unfortunately, I must deliver the news that I don't believe there has been uh, anything yet. Uh, the folks mm -hmm. out there didn't seem to have noticed anything over by the area of the base yet. And mm -hmm. uh, they, they, of course, did not uh, breach the gates as uh, some people thought they might. Um, and so I don't think we're any closer to a true and real answer yet because I believe we're still in a type of holding pattern where they don't want to uh, release the information and say, yes, everything's above ground because they're not sure how we'll react. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but, you know, again, it goes back to that concept. I mean, you know, more people than ever are now comfortable to come forth and give reports about their experiences. And that means this has been a win-win for everybody. And, and so uh, tomorrow, Nick, now you've had a long, long day, but tomorrow you're going to be there hosting the Creepy Vegas Ghost and UFO Show as usual uh, Saturday at 7 p.m. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. Okay, and so anybody who happens to be lucky enough to be in Vegas right now can come and actually meet you uh, tomorrow at Millennium Fandom there, you know, creepyvegas.com, creepyvegas.com. And, you know, as we've talked about, you've been shooting video footage all day. You have been recording audio. It's going to take us some time to go through all that and, and, and see what we can process here. But you know what? You now have had a day that you're never going to forget the rest of your life. You and Christina went out there into the unknown, and uh, you, you stayed out of jail. So um, <laughs> we will be touching base again soon, but uh, gosh, you know, good job, Nick. Well, well done, sir. Well done. Well, thank you so much, my friend. As always, it is my pleasure. All right, so uh, we, if anything new uh, happens tonight, we will keep everybody updated. Uh, otherwise, just remember, go to joshuapwarren.com. I'm going to be doing a news report on Coast to Coast AM tonight at 10 p.m. Pacific time and uh, taking everything I've learned and putting it all together. But, uh, Nick, uh, you're a good man. Thank you for what you do, and uh, we will touch base again, I'm sure, shortly. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right.